Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. Last fall, I started hearing reports about one of the workplace prayer clients, Christopher Klakinga, who is, I believe, a fourth generation farmer. And he and his father, grandfather, great grandfather, have been growing in the Midwest. And he told a story that I was not there to hear, but another one of our clients, Andy Mason, shared. And the story went like this. Most ears of corn, when it comes time to harvest and um, yeah, and sell, they count the number of rows around the corn because the more rows, the more, I guess, I mean, the more crop that there actually is. And so you think about if you're eating corn on the cob, there's the different rows. And a normal ear of corn, I think, will have something like 12 to 14. So next time you're eating corn on the cob, you can count yours and see what kind of yield the grower was getting. And so the, I think 14 is probably a pretty normal number. They have maybe had a year where they were getting 16 or 18, but that was kind of like very rare and unexpected. And so Christopher had heard about a farmer, I think in, it was either in Australia or New Zealand, who was praying over his crop and had a bumper crop of apples. And so Christopher went through his fields and just prayed a blessing on his fields. And he also hired us at Workplace Prayer, so that's always fun as well, like really went all in in the prayer realm. And when it came time to harvest, he pulled out one of the cobs and counted the rows And it had, this made me cry, it had 20 rows. And he he went to his dad and he was like, dad, have you ever seen anything like this? And the dad said, no, I've never seen anything like this. Because if you think about it, if you are expecting 14 rows and you get 20, (laughs) that's a huge, huge amount of increase. I mean, what is that? 40% increase over what you were expecting with no additional work. (laughs) That's what's astonishing. Like they had to plant the same amount of seed. They had to put in the same amount of work and that they just had 40% more yield off of the same ground. And uh, so I have, I heard that story. I heard it again. I heard it again. And finally at the end of April, so, you know, we're into the next planting season and, uh, Well, maybe not quite, I guess. But anyway, into the next year, at least, next pre-planting time, there I went to an event and the the corn was actually there. And I got to hold it, (laughs) one of the ears. And it was probably dent corn where you dry it out in order to turn it into probably animal feed or maybe um, products for tortillas or chips or whatever. So there's little dents in the top of each, um, each of the rows And once it's been dried, you know, it's just a dried ear. It's not really going to do, it's not going to rot or anything because the water content has been reduced so much. And so I could hold it and it didn't necessarily even feel real. I mean, it was just this heavy, beautiful cylinder. And uh, I, I was in, or it was on a table in the room where I was for a couple of days. And periodically during worship or at other times, the Lord would say, go and pick up that corn. And I would pick it up and I'd run it through my hands and I would feel little dents. And I would pray over it like, Lord, we want more of this kind of supernatural multiplication in our businesses. Oh, Jesus, we want more of you. 
and I'd keep running my fingers through it. And the last night we were in the middle of worship and again, I was holding this cob and I mean, it was kind of odd. Like why Lord, am I still picking this up? I mean, I do want the strategic and supernatural multiplication, but I've just been holding this and holding this. And the Lord said, well, just think about this for a little bit. And I thought about how a farmer always wants to save the best uh, he wants to save seed from the best of his crop. So if you're a tomato grower, you're going to want to save the seeds from the plant that not only produces the best, but also has the best flavor. Or if you have an, yeah, just if you're growing things, you wouldn't want to try to save the seed from the least productive and the most diseased plants. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of basic agronomy. And so I was thinking about how if you have the genetic mutation in your plant that causes 20 row corn, you would want to save that for seed for your land. And I don't know enough about Christopher's operation to know if that's an option for him or how they navigated that. But this picture of saying you get the blessing, the 20 row corn, and then if the entire farm had that, you would want to save all of that seed, but it would be far too much yield for one farm to be able to plant. And so then that seed would go out into the wider world and the blessing would literally not just fall on you and your farm, it would spread to the other farms around. Wow. And when I thought that, it was like, oh, this is that Genesis 12, 3 promise that the Lord gave to Abraham, that through you all nations of the earth will be blessed. That when the Lord blesses one person, one farm, that the blessing is not just for that person, but to spread out further. And, you know, people will talk about falling face down before the Lord. And it was not like a compulsion for me, but I was like, Lord, I am undone by this recognition. And so I did, I fell face down before the Lord, but it wasn't like somebody had pushed me. It was just more like a voluntary thing of just like, I just need to actually worship how good you are, Lord. Oh, and so God, as the God of supernatural multiplication, as the God who can breathe on work so that there is additional results with no extra effort, I am asking for that, Lord, for your people. I'm asking for that to be present on this earth. I thank you for it in your precious name. Amen.